Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. It's the Monday News Jump on the Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast. Happy to have you with us. Normally, I fly solo on Mondays, but I have a very special guest to talk about how Bengals fans can get involved on Sundays in Cincinnati. I've got Bengal Jim Foster, host of Sunday Night Football with Bengal Jim and Friends, and uh one of the best advocates, if not the best advocate, fan advocates for the Cincinnati Bengals. Jim, how you doing, buddy? Man, great, man. Who day good to see you, Anthony? You too. Uh, if, for those who do not know, and if you have not watched his show, Jim, every single week on Sunday nights, hosts a show. It's through his YouTube channel. It's on Facebook, um, and uh, it's, it's downloadable. You can find it. It's a great, great show. He and a couple of his co-hosts do an awesome job with it, and every week, it seems like they keep the guests keep getting better and better. This week he had CJ Uzama. I think the week prior was was it Fulcher the week prior or was he two weeks ago? It was Fulcher. Then we had um prior to that we had um it was Dan Horde, then Fulcher the week that's right. that's right. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Well, you guys you guys do uh great work and you've been great to me. For those who do not know, I met Jim. I knew about him, but I met Jim in person last year at the Seattle game. We both went up there. And Jim had his uh, his his loyal following with him. Uh, a lot a lot of people uh, gathering around him, and as usual, generous guy, giving out koozies and all kinds of things, and um, being the great fan that he is. So I've uh, I've endeared myself to him because he is such a great guy and has done a lot for me and this show. But Jim, uh, just quickly, if you can, I know a lot of people who are watching. When we're going to get to news, by the way, we're going to get to news, and Jim's going to help me out with that as well. We're going to get to news. We're going to about the Bengals and the NFL and everything like we usually do to start the week. But Jim, if you could, a little background on yourself, your fandom, what you have been doing, and then of course uh, we'll talk. We'll start there, and then we'll talk a little bit about what you will be doing this year, given the different landscape going on with football. Absolutely. Just again, no different story than any other uh, diehard fan out there. Been a fan for since I was 10 years old, 1981. It tells you how old I am. If you guys can do the math quickly on that. Uh, diehard fan. Haven't missed a game since a uh, home game since 1992. Uh, been to 24 di- different NFL stadiums. And uh, this year was hoping to make it to a couple more, but uh, the COVID doesn't look like that's going to happen. But now we're really excited, uh, Anthony, with, um, you know, you know, there's going to be all kinds of virtual things going on on game days probably throughout the year, right? And uh, there's going to be some really good stuff uh, virtually that people are doing as well. But we were trying to figure out a safe environment. How do we keep the tailgate going but make it, it – it can't be the same um, – it can't be the same thing we've been doing with our tailgates all these years since 1993. What can we do 
differently, but still maintain the, the social spacing and uh, and everything the CDC is requiring here. So we have secured a private parking lot in the shadows of Paul Brown Stadium uh, that we're going to be doing the first ever drive-in tailgate here in Cincinnati. Um, you know, there's limited spots in order to make sure we have that spacing correct. We cannot, you know, load up that lot. So there's very limited spots available. And uh, we're going to open that lot up at, at 11 o'clock. Um, and at four o'clock, uh, the game's going to be on and we're going to stay in the lot to watch the game. We have a huge giant uh, jumbotron LED, very clear that you can watch in the daytime with no glare. We're going to stay in a lot and watch the game together. Um, so, you know, we're going to, you know, we're going to change the, the tailgate up a little bit, Anthony, because we're not going to do our normal food lines with buffets and, and all that stuff. No Bloody Mary bar, no margarita bars that kind of keep people in their own spots. Right. So uh, we do have a food truck um, uh, that's going to be in the lot with us that day. We have the porta potty scheduled. We've got um, everybody's going to be have their space that they're going to be able to tailgate in. If they happen to leave that space to go get food from the food truck and or um, you know, go to the restroom. We're going to ask that people wear a mask uh, outside of that. We're taking temps, temperatures uh, as people are coming in and, and they can only enter in a vehicle. It's a drive-in. So there's, we're not taking any walk-ups. Uh, if we opened up the walk-ups, it would be a, a total mess as far as number right. of people. So we've got it kind of gated off and, and we will be, uh, it'd be a drive-in only at the end of the day. So we're pretty excited about it, Anthony. This is something we've worked for months on to be able to do this and do it right. And, um, uh, uh, we feel pretty confident about it. We just opened it up last night uh, for people to secure their parking spots in the drive-in tailgate. And uh, I think we've already sold like 25 spots and uh, there, there's not many more spots available. So uh, that's, that's kind of where we're at with it. Anthony. we are making it, there's going to be some other announcements, um, some other people doing some major virtual tailgates and we're going to kind of tie that into ours as well. Uh, we're going to do a, the show um, live that afternoon uh, from from the, the the parking lot as well, and we have tailgates from Denmark, Germany, Mexico, uh, Canada, West Coast, and East Coast that we're going to kind of pipe into the the show that day as well. Ken Anderson is going to kick off uh, our tailgate uh, virtually for us, and um, and we're going to tie all those folks in. There's going to be some other announcements with other folks doing some major major virtual tailgates that we'll tie into as well. But uh, long winded answer, Anthony. But uh, I mean, that's we're pretty excited about it. No, it's, you know, I, I wanted to give you what whatever little platform I have to promote this to to Bengals fans, because I think it's important, number one, for those, I know enough, a lot of Bengals fans know who you are, Jim, based on your, your Twitter following and what you've done in the past and, and throwing these great tailgate parties and whatnot. Um, you know, I, I've seen pictures of some, unfortunately, I given where I live, I don't get to, I haven't been able to attend these except for when we kind of met in Seattle, we kind of had our own version of, of, a, of a tailgate there. But, you know, I, I wanted to, to promote this, number one, because, you know, fans are looking for things to do to se- to celebrate this, this Bengals team because it is a new, exciting, new look Bengals team. They want to do things, but as we all know, we also want to be safe. We want to be cautious. We want to make sure that, um, you know, uh, that, that things are done in, in the, the right way, I guess, in, in accordance to health, health codes and what, and whatnot. So, you know, I, I just wanted to make sure that our fans, I know there's a lot of crossover between our show's listeners and, and your listeners anyway, but, you know, I, I really want to pump this up. And the other thing, I, I think you maybe mentioned it, but maybe not. I think you, the cost 
for this is it, it is going to charitable causes as well, correct? Yeah. So, Kenny, that money, it, it is $35 for a spot. Uh, there's a portion of that going to the Ken Anderson Alliance um, as a fundraiser. And we're also going to be doing other things throughout the tailgate that day um, to to kind of get it. Our goal that day is to raise $1,000 for the Ken Anderson Alliance. So a portion of that will be parking. Uh, there's a portion of that is going to pay for our expenses for the porta potties and uh, the landscaping work we're getting done this week. And uh, James and, and Craig and, and Bruce and these guys are coming down tomorrow afternoon. So we kind of clean it up and, and kind of spray paint the lines the way we want the spacing to be. So there's some cost involved by us. We're not making a dime out of any of this. There's also that private lot owner who needs to get his cut out of that as well. But uh, there'll be a portion of that going to the Ken Anderson Alliance. So we're going to be focusing that day. Uh, like we do every opening day for for Ken Anderson's uh, foundation. Well, look, we we wanted to bring you on to promote this, like I said, but also the the timing of it. I mean, we're getting close to the regular season. I know you're you're finalizing these details, and by the way, the amount of detail and work that you are putting into this from <laughs> porta potties and all kinds of different stuff. Uh, I mean, I it's stuff that I probably would. You know, I'd probably mess up on something if I was planning this myself. But um, the amount of detail and work you have put in in on this is amazing, and it's really it's all about the Bengals, and it's all about the Bengals fans, which it always seems to be with you. You're you know you're a, you're a great advocate for the for the team and for the fan base, and um, you know I, I just wanted to let our listeners know before we get to more news, and we'll remind them at the end as well. But uh, you know, I wanted to. Uh, let folks know that are who are in the greater Cincinnati area that uh, usually go to games and tailgate, maybe have been to past events that Jim has thrown as a fan before games. Um, you know, I wanted to give fans notification that there is going to be something that they can partake in and still a really high class, high end, great event that, like you said, Jim, uh, you know, the proceeds go, a portion of them at least, go to charitable causes, which for, for me, that's that's right up my wheelhouse. I think that's a really cool thing. If you can spend a little money, have a little fun, and it goes to a great cause, I, I don't, you know, there's not much, not much better. I uh, can't get much better than that in my in my book. So I applaud you. Is there is there a website or are, are, are people just kind of following you on, on your Twitter and Facebook to kind of get the details on that? Or uh, how can we push that out? Yeah. So, so really, if you want to lock, lock yourself up a spot, we do expect it to probably sell out by the end of the week here, if not sooner. But uh, if anybody's interested, um, I, at, after our show today, it's actually on our Twitter, Facebook and Instagram accounts right now, how to lock that up. Uh, you can do it. Uh, you know, you're just pressing a, you're clicking a, a link to be able to secure your spot at the end of the day and paying in advance. And you'll be able to show up with a ticket on your phone in order to be in order to get in. So uh, I'll actually wind up pinning that to the top of our, our social media pages here after the show, but it was, it was posted last night uh, after our show last night. So it is on our, our social media uh, platforms today, but it's going to be pinned to the top of our, our social media uh, after the show today with you. Okay. Well, we'll push that out for you definitely. And um, we, we wanted to make sure that folks knew what was going on and, and at least get a, get wind of this opportunity and hear about the cool things that you are doing, even in light of everything else that uh, we've had to kind of tap dance around given uh, the, the landscape of, of everything going on around here. If you're, if you do go to Bengal Jim's uh, tailgate, the drive-in tailgate experience, um, he, it sounds like they're going to be doing a show. I've mentioned that we, a combination of myself, my usual co-host, John Sheeran and Matt Minnick will be doing some form of a pregame show as well. We do have a sponsor for that. So maybe if you're hanging out with Jim and company, you can 
have us on in the background maybe, and then Jim takes the air and they can chat as well before the game. So you get Bengals coverage from us and uh, Jim, as well as a good time in person with Jim uh, through the safety of everything that they've built with this drive-in drive-in tailgate experience. The other thing there too, Anthony, we're just doing a very short, brief segment. So we'll probably pipe it in your show on a Jumbotron that day for you. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, again, very, very cool idea. And when I heard it, I immediately had to, had to get you on and, and, you know, get the word out to people. So Thank you. Um, I, I appreciate what you're doing. And unfortunately, where I live, I can't partake. Otherwise, I would. But, um, you know, maybe if there's something I can do to donate or, you know, if there's any help you need that we can provide, I'd, I'd love to do that. Um, you know, we can talk behind the scenes on that if there's something you need that I can maybe help with. Um, I'd love to, love to do you that. Guys are, you guys are always great. First class uh, organization, Anthony. We appreciate it. Ah, uh, thanks. Well, let's let's get to some news, Jim. I do want to get your take on some of these things um, before we uh, get on out of here. And again, I'm Anthony Cazenza, joined by special guest Jim Jim Foster, telling us about his drive-in tailgate experience that he'll be hosting in the downtown Cincinnati area on game days. And uh, we'll remind you again before we get on out of here. Before we do get to the news, too, we do have an announcement. Unfortunately, I got to keep it under wraps for like another 24-ish hours. But we do have an interview that is dropping with someone associated with the Bengals. That's about all I can tell you because the the how he came to us, we can't we can't tell you uh, who it is yet because of the the project he's involved with, but that will be dropping tomorrow and we will let you know. And that'll be out on all of our channels as well. But Jim, the big news here uh, this week, the Bengals obviously yesterday partook in a inter-squad scrimmage, basically their second one. What seemed, I mean, it's based on what 2020 has brought us, uh it's basically the version of the dress rehearsal right because there's no preseason games um I, I guess your kind of thoughts i know you weren't there in personal most of us were not um and we had to kind of listen to it on the radio and hearsay afterwards sounds like it, there was some a, a lot of good from joe burrow a couple of of hiccups um defense ended up winning the scrimmage any any kind of thoughts on your end based on what you saw heard so far on what took place on Sunday in the scrimmage? Yeah, I mean, I was first of all excited to hear Lap and Horde on the radio actually calling a game. Piped <laughs> in, piped in crowd noise was fun, and and to hear Dave getting all fired up in a scrimmage on the on the radio was awesome. Um, you know, it, it was interesting. I don't think there was anything that totally surprised or shocked me. It was uh, you know Joe Burrow starting the scrimmage out zero and three. Um, you know, and people already on Twitter and social media. Oh my God, what's going on? Then he immediately hit like nine out of his next ten through a couple of touchdown passes. It was cool to see Mike Thomas get involved uh, in the offense. Uh, Tyler Boyd, which I think the chemistry there is going to be a lot of fun. Right. Uh, Uzama. Um, I mean, there's. I mean, this is fun. I, I wish you know. I, I called, saw a couple of plays today on social media, different uh, passes that he threw. But I mean, this is all without. There was a lot of starters not playing Anthony yesterday, right? So. Uh, you know, without AJ and Joe Mixon and on defense, so you didn't have Dunlop, Lawson. Uh, there was a few other guys missing there as well. So, um, I, again, the orange and black scrimmage every single year, uh, there's not a lot you learn out of it at the end of the day. Um, it is a scrimmage, but for them to be doing that yesterday without the referees was interesting as well. A lot. Yeah. I mean, it's basically 
kind of the maximum of what they're able to do this preseason. I mean, unfortunately, with everything going on, that's that's the reality of it. You mentioned that's these are the other news pieces I wanted to get to out of that scrimmage. You you mentioned AJ Green, Joe Mixon, among many other star players, not suiting up. Uh, Joe Mixon has been listed as a day to day. Um, there's been some migraine issues going on, maybe another uh, minor injury that he's dealing with. Uh, I, some people wonder if the contract situation is is to to play a part in that. I don't I don't believe so personally, but who knows? Um, only Joe and the organization truly know if that is is what's happening there. I I don't. There hasn't been open dialogue about you know him sitting out because of that. It's been more of the migraine and minor injury issue, and then of course AJ Green nursing the hamstring injury. He didn't play yesterday, but as you said, Jim, the chemistry between Joe Burrow and Tyler Boyd looks incredible. Joe Burrow came out, uh, you know, there was a quote, I believe it was after the the game on Sunday, kind of said, you know, basically expect Tyler Boyd to have a big year. We're clicking really well at this point. And, uh, you know, I think, I think that's kind of based on his connection with Justin Jefferson and how LSU moved Justin Jefferson around inside and outside the Bengals do the same with Tyler Boyd. So, you that's know, I think great there's, a, there's a comfort level there, right? Yeah, that's a great that's a great point. I didn't even think to make that connection, but you're exactly right. It's a great comparison. So the 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 offense, I guess, quote unquote, lost the, uh, the scrimmage based on how they keep scoring and everything. But um, you know, there there were some takeaways there from from scrimmage. Like I said, a lot of the stars were not in the game, um, but Joe Burrow was there. Another thing Joe Burrow noted uh, is. Jim, that I found interesting, he's actually been lobbying to take on some actual contact. Uh, he's he's been lobbying to uh, to the coaches to say, hey, you know, I want to take a hit or two before week one because I'm a little worried of what you know, just what that's going to be like not being hit for so long, um, not getting used to kind of that that play, that speed. Um, I found that to be a really interesting facet to to the off season as well. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't know how many quarterbacks in the NFL actually said that. We know Joe Burrow did. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, you know, you, you got to figure. I mean, the guy's been playing ball since probably peewee football in high school, and uh, he's taken a lot of hits before the season starts. This will be the first time in his football playing career, I assume, that he's not going to take a legitimate hit until opening day, and hopefully opening day he doesn't take a hit. But anyway, I mean, at the end of the day, uh, it's got to feel different for these guys. It's just going to be an interesting uh, – it's going to be an interesting opening day to watch for sure. Yeah, it'll 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 be different. It'll be different. There's no uh, there's no data, uh, no doubt about that. But uh, you know the the Bengals players and Joe Burrow are also trying to you know make things as realistic as as possible right now through the rest of the preseason. I found this one to be interesting too, uh, Jim. The the fact that Auden Tate worked out with NFL star and former Raven Anquan Bolden, this this post is on CincyJungle.com, went up on Monday morning. Um, now, if you if you look at it, Auden Tate and Anquan Bolden, not similarly built players. Uh, Auden Tate has probably about a half a foot of height <laughs> on Anquan Bolden. Um, but the across the middle, the tough catches, the red zone stuff, that kind of rings true. Anquan Bolden obviously had a stellar NFL career, and you see this a lot, Jim. I remember back a handful of years ago, A.J. Green would work out with Calvin Johnson and other star guys, so I don't see that there's anything wrong with this. I just found it to be very interesting, and I wonder how how much this will translate for Auden Tate's game this year, who, by all accounts, has been having a good training camp. 
Yeah, I, I, and again, I, I've been able to watch um, a, a, you know a two or three training camp sessions, and I went down two Fridays ago to watch their first really first scrimmage. And I'll tell you what, Auden Tate was absolutely amazing, Anthony. I mean, mm-hmm. he, was, he was making catch after c- contested catch after contested catch, great routes. Um, and I, I, Joe Burrow knows where to put the ball uh, when when he's going to be three to five inches taller than most of the DBs <laughs> that are guarding. Mm-hmm. Um, I have no problem with him working out with former, you know, with Anquan Bolden. I, at the end of the day, this guy's legit. Now it's going to be interesting to see, you know, is he is he going to be one of the top three receivers on the staff? Probably not. Um, uh, but our receiving core is one of the strengths of this team, and and uh, Auden Tate is a special player, and this is going to be a big breakout year for him, in my opinion. They may need it because, like we said, A.J. Green nursing that hamstring injury. Um, you know, it sounds like he's likely to play in the in the opener, and I think they're being precautionary based on what happened last year with him. So maybe they're just taking it a little easy on him. But, you know, there still is, I think, among the fan base, a little bit of hesitancy in terms of re- relying super heavily on A.J. Green right away throughout an entire season. That's where a guy like Tate also, uh, you know, provides value. And then, you know, we didn't mention his name, John Ross, another guy that uh, I don't believe he suited up for the scrimmage either uh, last night. And, you know, he's been dealing with a lot of different things. And thankfully the issue with his son and the mother of his son being ill with with COVID-19, thankfully that has subsided and he's back with the team. But, um, you know, there's injury issues there. So, I mean, when you see stuff, when you hear things about Tyler Boyd looking great, Auden Tate working out with with Anquan Bolden with some of these other receivers that seem to be a big part of the Bengals' plan this year. Um, when they're not in the mix in terms of practicing, these types of things make you feel uh, at least a little bit more at ease. Yeah, and, and I, I agree with you. I mean, so to your point, right? So the depth is going to be probably tested at some point, if not early in the season, when you've got AJ. Let's be honest, uh, one of the best receivers in the NFL. We can stay healthy. The last couple of years have been tough for him to stay on the field. So AJ can stay on the field and John Ross issue isn't, you know, I think I know he has his, the injury bug a little bit here and there, but I think it's more for, for Ross is between the ears, right? Uh, confidence issues. And as an athlete, a stud athlete that he is, um, I, mean, I hope he gets it right between the ears because AJ has got to, is going to need to stay in that field and we need Ross as well. Um, I'm, I'm excited about the wide receiving core for sure. And with the depth there and we're going to, every team's going to need depth at some point during the season at wide receiver and we, we're positioned pretty well there for sure. Hopefully that's the case. Uh, the Bengals seem to also, uh, at least Dave Lapham shares this opinion with, uh, we heard this a while ago from Jim Turner, that Hakeem Adeniji, the, the rookie offensive lineman that the Bengals got in the sixth round, uh, Jim Turner upon drafting him said that he thought he was a, a day two talent that fell to them late in day three. And Dave Lapham also thinks that this kid is a steal. Now, I don't. I, this isn't a guy that's going to crack the starting lineup right away, Jim. I don't think, but a guy that provides guard tackle versatility, which we knew about. You think about an offensive lineman in the sixth round, and you say, "Well, you know, maybe he's a guy who's kind of a fringe backup that hangs with the team for a while." This doesn't seem to be the chatter around this kid. They seem to like him. Probably not in, poised for a big role again this year, but maybe a year or two down the road as he develops. Had a lot of starts in college, for sure. Yeah, I mean, when they drafted him, I wasn't upset with the draft pick because I knew a little bit about the kid. Uh, my initial thought was practice squad kid, um, you know, uh, likely. But but you're right. I mean, you, you hear more and more stuff. To hear Dave Lapham talk about his footwork and all the things that Dave Lapham has been talking about uh, this past week about him, 
you know, maybe maybe this kid develops uh, sooner than later because, to your point, he's not a starter this year. Uh, maybe add some depth somewhere on that line, but uh, he's going to have to show that versatility because there's going to be injuries. All you know, every NFL team is going to be dealing with injuries on that offensive line. So hopefully he can contribute sooner than later. But um, my initial thought when they drafted him was maybe a practice squad uh, kid, but man, maybe maybe he's doing way better than I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah, it, it, there's a lot of a lot of chatter around this kid. Um, again, I think it's probably something that's earmarked for a year or two away in terms of a big. Right for him, but um, you know it's good to hear that a guy that that was kind of a late a late round pick is looking to be a diamond in the rough. We're going to be here for a few more minutes. I'm talking with Jim Foster, uh, the fan advocate extraordinaire, Jim Foster, who is putting on a drive-in tailgate experience. He usually puts on the the big tailgate experience uh, around the stadium parking lots and whatnot uh, for Bengals fans. And unfortunately, just given what everybody's dealing with this year that's not a possibility but Jim has created a very very cool experience for folks to partake in there's a small cost to it that cost uh, in part goes to charity and there will be um, you know I think giveaways and other experiences to, to yep. have so um, very cool thing we'll, we're going to be here for a couple more minutes talking more Bengals news and NFL news support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning as a parent you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. I'm transitioning a little bit. It's going to be Bengals news, but also kind of NFL news, Jim. Um, the Bengals take on the Chargers in week one, but one of the Chargers' best players doesn't seem to be ready he, he it sounds like he will not be ready to play and that is derwin james the very versatile defensive back um it sounds like he's got a meniscus injury and will not be able to play that's a guy i think you know kind of like a uh, minka fitzpatrick or uh, maybe even a jalen ramsey you move him around a lot. even a palomalo you can move him around a lot and really trick a potentially trick a young quarterback. He's an athletic guy. So this could be, it sounds like he's not going to be there for week one. He's got a meniscus injury. So this could be a big relief for the Bengals in week one. Yeah. It's interesting. The first I heard that report, it sounded like, I mean, he, he would be ready for opening day. And the more you, the more the reports started coming out, he's not going to be there opening day for them. Um, so, you know, again, don't wish any harm on any guy. I hope the guy comes back hundred percent. Right. just not for the Bengals game. Um, <laughs> and, you know, but man, I tell you, that Chargers defense is pretty damn good, Anthony. They, their defensive line solid. They're they're pretty good. So um, Derwin not being there is going to help the team for sure. 
but man, I tell you what, they got weapons, uh, defensive studs up and down the line up there on the defensive side of the ball still. A little scary that they can get after the quarterback pretty well. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, that just Derwin James not being back there, uh, you know, th- that's just a player, a, a very high-end playmaker that won't be able to potentially take advantage of pressure being built up front. So, you know, good news in, in the way for, for the Bengals. Obviously, we hope a speedy recovery in general to Derwin James. Just, uh, you know, hey, take, take the week off, buddy. It's, it'll, it'll, it'll help us all out. But uh, some, some interesting news as it goes to week one and the Bengals facing the Chargers. Another one, Jim, that I thought was interesting, and there's kind of – there's a little bit of chatter with him maybe being connected to the Bengals. I see that as being super far, far-fetched far at this point. But now potential connection of him with the Browns, which is very interesting. Leonard Fournette was waived on Monday. Former top – what was he, number four overall pick? Yeah, um, wow, yeah. Yeah, Jaguars wave him. And by the way – if you have any gripes about the Bengals draft picks or whatever they're doing or not doing, go check out the Jaguars draft picks in this past decade and their top 10 picks. It is a freaking mess what they've done and where these guys have gone and and who's not playing anymore. But Jim Leonard Fournette uh, waved by the Jaguars. Some chatter about him being connected to the Browns, which is interesting with Chubb and Kareem Hunt there. But um, thoughts on that? Yeah, it's funny. Real quick on Jacksonville, I think I was reading today that uh, I mean they just were in an AFC Championship game in 2018 with uh, with the Patriots, right? I think there's only 12 players left on that team, that roster today. Uh, just two years later, just amazes me because that was a damn good team. Um, but Fournette, uh, if you remember the Bengals played down in Jacksonville last, he didn't play that game either. We kind of had some nicks and bruises. Uh, I, I, you know, at the end of the day, I don't. It does shock me that he's being waived. Um, makes me think, are there more issues, um, maybe off the field, troublemaking type things that, that he might be involved in? I don't know. I can't imagine him, the Bengals signing him, Anthony, at all. Um, and that would surprise me uh, at the end of the day. Um, the Cleveland, uh, they seem to be deeper and have a little bit more depth at running back than most teams. So, again, that'd be interesting. I just don't see Cincinnati entertaining Fournette uh, coming here. I mean, you know, you got, you got Geo, you got obviously Mixon and Geo and, and some of these other guys. I, I think I, – I, I'm not going to – I feel pretty good about a running back position right now if everybody stays healthy, obviously. Right. I think it's – I think it would be more if there, there's just nothing being made in terms of headway with a Mixon contract. Exactly. That would be the only thing that would make sense to me. But for the most – I mean, there's, there's, there's maybe some – some questions on work ethic with Fournette. There's, there's, uh, you know, other, I, I remember him in college. He was an absolute freak. And if you remember Jim, I think a, a portion of the way through the year he got hurt and to not affect his draft stock. He, he, I think some reports, if I remember correctly, this was years ago now, but there were some reports that maybe, Hey, he could come back, but he didn't, have, he didn't come back as soon as maybe they thought or didn't play the rest of the year because he was hurt and he didn't want to hurt his draft stock. Um, you know, you can't blame a kid for that, if you, especially if he's staring at millions of dollars on one way. But when you look at it now, a couple of years down the road and those work ethic questions have popped up, you kind of look at that example and you go, well, you know, was there was there smoke with that fire, you know? Yeah, I, I've heard all of those. And that's kind of where I'm at. But, I, you know, at the end of the day, I think, um, you know, I think the Bengals get their 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 deal done with Mixon. But I think Fournette would cost more than Mixon at, at the end of the day. And that's one of the other reasons, too. I don't see that happening at the end of the day. If they're going to overpay for a running back, it's going to be who they know, not, not somebody coming in like Fournette, in my opinion. I could be – they might sign him later today. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. I, I don't I don't think so. I don't but, think so either. 
Yeah. Uh, Alvin Kamara, a guy who is um, who was drafted in the, the same second round as Joe Mixon, he is looking at uh, potentially holding out with the Saints, a little more quietly holding out with the Saints, potentially to get a new deal. He has been an uber product, productive running back, especially as a pass catcher. Different, a little bit different mold than Joe Mixon, but uh, a part of a very good running back class that came out of that um, that draft. So Alvin Kamara, uh, something kind of to monitor just based on the Mixon situation as well. Um, the other uh, the other piece, Jim, before we get on out of here, unless there's any other news bits that you would like to get to, but there's now talk of Riley Reef. The uh, I think he's played some guard and tackle. Uh, he started with the Lions, moved over to the Vikings, got paid pretty heavily there. They have said they wanted him to take a pay cut. Um, he is not willing to do that, apparently, and is telling his teammates he is prepared to be released by the team. Um, you know, of course, that's another automatic, oh, what about right tackle for the Bengals, you know? Um, your thoughts on, on Reef and, and that situation? Man, I wish I knew the details, but what I, what I can tell you what I do know um, – Again, I know everybody hates Bobby Hart, right? But it hasn't looked that bad this preseason, right? I'm sorry, this uh, uh, during training camp. Uh, I've been kind of keeping an eye on that. Um, you know, if you look at his pro football focus grade uh, last year, Anthony, it, it really wasn't any better, much better than than Bobby Hart at the end of the day. I, again, if he helps us, uh, absolutely. I don't feel confident that he really is a huge upgrade at right tackle, in my opinion. But – the, you're you're right about the PFF scores. That that does tell a certain story that is a little bit shocking. I think a lot of people would when they, when they hear that you would say Riley Reed, former first round pick. Obviously, he's going to outshine um, Bobby Hart in that in that regard, and he has he is not. Um, at least not as of last year. And the other thing, Reef is 31 years old, going to be 32 in the season. Bobby Hart's in his mid 20s. Um, so, you know, that's that's something to think about. I think also Reef has had maybe a couple of uh, – I'll, I'll look at his stats here – maybe a couple of injuries. Uh, now he's been pretty durable. Missed three games in 2018 in a game last year. A couple games here and there throughout his career. So he actually has been pretty durable, as has Bobby Hart. So, you know, um, it's, it's probably – not necessarily a lateral move. It might be a little bit of a step up, but you're also increasing age, potentially price tag, all kinds of things. And yeah, yeah so interesting stuff though. Uh, did I miss anything that maybe we should talk about before we get on out of here, Jim? One thing, if you don't mind, yeah. let's talk about those damn linebackers, brother. I, okay. love, I love them. I love the, I love the off season moves. Uh, I have, it was one of the things other than watching Joe Burrow and training camp off the bridge this year so far is the thing that stuck out to me is these linebackers are fast, brother. Let me tell you, they can move. Now, there were times in, in, in the practice they were moving fast, maybe not in the right spot in the right direction. But, uh, dude, I'm excited about these linebackers, Anthony. I, I'm, I'm, you know, the guys they got in free, agent, in free agency and then the guys they, they picked up in the draft, man, I tell you what, it, it's the most athletic group of linebackers I have seen on this Bengals team in a long time. That's good to hear. Uh, your your observations of uh, Marcus Bailey, the seventh seventh round pick, a guy a lot of folks think is a big steal, um, and, and a guy that uh, we we actually had him on our program was a very very entertaining young man, and seems to be a guy that you know if healthy should be able to contribute on on this defense. Uh, has he how has he been looking in the early stages of camp and in things that you have been to in person from 
your your bird's eye bridge view. <laughs> yeah, again, from the bridge. Right. Uh, I, you know, I can't tell what he's doing right or wrong sometimes where I'm at and what they're trying to accomplish with, with the plays they're running. Uh, he ran a lot of snaps with first team, uh, you know, uh, first team defense as well. But um, like you said, Anthony, I think, again, this guy could be one of the bigger steals for the Bengals. There, I, there could be multiple steals in the draft this year. But this kid in college, when he was healthy, he was one of the best linebackers in college football. So if this kid can stay healthy with us, uh, we've got us a player right there. Again, a lot of young, young uh, guys at that linebacker spot. But uh, I'm pretty excited about it, man. You know, in this division, especially with with Baltimore, to be able to cover the tight ends and be able to to to, to tackle these quarterbacks. Everybody remembers the play last year when when um, Lamar shook every one of our linebacking core uh, and went for the touchdown. I can't imagine it happening at all like that this year with the athleticism that we have back there now. So pretty excited about it. Again, a young core. There's going to be some mistakes, but uh, I'm I'm really pumped about uh, about that that core, that group right there for sure. I'm glad you brought that up for a number of of reasons. I'm sharing a picture uh, of the um, the linebacker group there that um, you know they're doing a little paying a little homage uh, to Chadwick Boseman, who unfortunately passed away. The, the actor who played Black Panther, Jackie Robinson in the 42 movie, all kinds of other, uh, he was in draft day. Um, so, you know, a very, very sad situation with the actor passing away and, and some of these linebackers, Akeem Davis Gaither, um, uh, Marcus Bailey and others kind of giving a little homage at the, at the scrimmage yesterday. The other thing, Jim, um, that we should, and uh, we should have probably kicked off with it, but uh, there was just so much kind of to get to that we focused on the scrimmage and everything. Um, what the Bengals in their ownership group did, I believe it was on Saturday, the um, with the statement they put out on um, social justice issues and and other things kind of plaguing the nation right now. They went to the Underground Railroad Museum in downtown Cincinnati. Uh, Trey Hopkins read a statement. Joe Burrow read a statement. We're going to talk a little bit more th- about that on our Wednesday show when we we do a deeper dive on things. But um, I thought that was a very um, very powerful statement by the team and Jim. It got lost in the shuffle a little bit, but when you saw the transition from Trey Hopkins to Joe Burrow, did you see who was behind him? Right there was Mike Brown in the middle. Uh, you used the best word to describe what we saw here in Cincinnati this week. When when you had that short walk across uh, the Banks area from Paul Brown Stadium over to the Freedom Center, um, in that walk over, you could see Mike Brown, Katie, um, Katie Blackburn, uh, Joe Burrow, all these guys, uh, and it was coaches, players, and ownership made that trek together. Um, it, it was a very powerful statement, in my opinion. And, and to hear Joe Burrow come out and say, look, this is not a political discussion, uh, what, what we're doing right now, Anthony, but uh, this is not an issue of politics, but the fight for equality, I think is what Joe said, something to that effect. Um, I thought it was a powerful statement for a rookie quarterback to get up and, and do that and do it confidently and and was very comfortable making that, that comment. Uh, it was powerful, buddy. I just, we talked about a little bit, you know, Dave Lapham talked about uh, in 1975 when it was um, him and Dan were talking about on their podcast that him and, um, oh, geez, I forget this guy. The offense, there's an offensive lineman, uh, Vern Holland in the mid seventies, uh, very good offensive lineman. Uh, and, and him and Dave got to be really close friends. Uh, black left tackle, Dave Lapham, uh, white offensive lineman, right? Uh, Vern invites Dave to his birthday party 
Dave goes, Dave's the only white guy there. Right. And uh, he was like, look, we just, it was just like being with my family. We we're talking about friends. We we're talking about family. We we're talking about what happened that day. You know, you really don't know. We can sit here and say whatever we want, but we really don't know until we're in somebody else's shoes and what they experience. We just don't know. Uh, we can say and think and, and have opinions on it. But it, it was when Darren Simmons made the comment yesterday or day before yesterday about this is the closest knit team that he has seen this early in, in, in the season in training camp than he has seen forever. Uh, and he's been with the Bengals for a very long time. I, I, I love it, man. It was just a powerful statement, and it just tells you how close this team is. Yeah, and I think that those two guys who spoke we a couple couple episodes ago, John and I were saying who you know who are potential captain candidates for this team. You know who's going to wear the C's on their jerseys. I think that Hopkins and Burrow, you can pretty much count on the fact yeah. that the, those C's will be donned on their jersey based on what we saw this weekend. And it's really great to see Trey Hopkins, a guy who. Um, has kind of been a little bit behind the scenes in terms of a, a team media personality, quote unquote, really step up in this important time and talk about some things. If you haven't seen it yet, go to bangles.com to, to see, um, I think on their YouTube channel and others, there's like a full 15 or 20 minute uh, statement or or kind of chat that Trey Hopkins had with the media about some of this stuff. And then there's a, about a minute long video of the team in front of the uh, underground railroad freedom center. Um, and I think it was, it was neat, Anthony. I think, you know, very well spoken him and Joe both. I mean, it was very cool to hear. It's the most I've heard uh, Trey speak uh, at any one time. Right. But, you know, he went to the team and the team's one giving him things that, that he put together and shared in that speech that he did. So hmm. I, I, it gave me goosebumps watching. I thought it was a very cool statement. Uh, agreed. And, you know, I know the Bengals caught a, a, a bit of flack from their fan base and some from, you know, why, why are you staying quiet? Why aren't you doing that? I, I put out a tweet and I'll talk more, more about this probably on our Wednesday show. But, you know, I put out a tweet saying, you know, the, the Brown family are very deliberate and calculated people. And I don't mean calculated in a negative way. I mean, that I mean, it in a positive way, you know, they they are thoughtful people. They don't they don't knee jerk reaction to a lot of different things. And I know there's kind of some stories out there that, you know, have kind of brought some criticism, but, you know, they, they deliberately listened to their players of late. Um, they, their players had a lot of things to say to them and they made this powerful statement at the underground, underground railroad freedom center in downtown Cincinnati on Jackie Robinson weekend that was being honored in, in the MLB. And, you know that 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 says a lot. Um, there's there's they're not they're far from a perfect franchise, Jim. I think you and I can agree with that. We both love this franchise, but uh, you know I, I think some people that were jumping on their backs early about not getting on this issue a little earlier. I think I think when you see what they did Saturday, hopefully you can kind of say, well, they yeah. took the time for a reason. Yeah, and, and again, I think you hit it right on the nose, Anthony. Again, following this organization internally here for a long, long time. They never make quick snap decisions. It's going to be thought through. It's going to be discussed. And, and there'll be a lot of people involved in that decision and what's going to be addressed. And they don't make snap decisions on anything. It's just the other thing that I learned that I didn't even think about, like a lot of these players didn't know the history of Paul Brown. And, and during this conversation that they had this past week, um, a past week and a half, they got to understand the history of the Brown family and integration in, in football. I mean, I mean, Paul Brown in Cleveland, uh, and even when he came to the Bengals in 68, when he started the Bengals, I mean, he's the one that integrated, started that whole process, you know, Mary Motley up in, up in Cleveland. And, and uh, even in 68, when he came to Cincinnati, there were, 
there were black players that are not being picked up by certain teams because they felt they had enough black players on their team. That's not, it wasn't Paul Brown, Mike Brown's dad. He would, if you could play, you were playing. It didn't matter what color you were. And, and it, I think the Brown family earned a lot of respect from the team as a whole because I think they learned something they didn't know going into this whole discussion. I thought that was a really cool thing that an ancillary effect that I didn't know uh, that they didn't, they weren't aware. That's really neat. I didn't know about the players uh, getting kind of educated in that, mm -hmm. in that respect in terms yeah. of the history of the team and Paul Brown. And if you, I, we're running out of time here, but if you want to go find out a bit more about Paul Brown's effect in this regard, go, go research some articles on, on, interviews with Jim Brown on Paul Brown and this integration aspect. And um, the Brown family aren't the, you know, they're not the Dan Snyders or others that say, look at me, look at me, look what we're doing, look at me. But um, they just kind of do their thing. And sometimes it's not the right thing, but a lot of times it is. And Paul Brown, um, there's a, a very poignant quote by Jim Brown talking about integration and, and how Paul Brown approached that. I would recommend that Bengals fans go research and read about that. It's uh, it's pretty interesting, but good on the Bengals for what they what they showed us this weekend. But Jim, one more time before we get out of here, how, uh, I know you've got a couple of different social media platforms. People can find out information on your drive in tailgate. Um, one last little plug for you to to get that out to the fans, if you would. Yeah, again, we've got limited spots for the drive-in tailgate here in Cincinnati. Private parking lot in the shadows of Paul Brown Stadium. If you want a spot, go to any of our social media platforms, uh, Twitter, Facebook, and or Instagram, uh, and you can click and reserve your spot um, for opening day here in Cincinnati. That's awesome. So I urge Bengals fans, if whether you, or not you have been to a past tailgate the gym has thrown on, um, I understand they are quite the party. So whether or not you have, go get your spot. By the way, one other thing, Jim, I, I keep, I, it's, it's like almost like, hey, oh, oh, by the way, oh, by the way, the Bengals are also doing the cardboard cutout thing for fans uh, in the stadium. Um, 75 bucks. That's another really cool thing that I guess that's also going to charity. You have the option of getting the, the, I guess, cut out at back after the season. Are you doing one for you? Are you it's funny? So my kids came up to me yesterday, uh, yeah, yesterday during the day. And, uh, we took all the kids in my wife's picture and, and, uh, yeah, we did them. We, we did That's them. Awesome. Yeah. And so it's fun. One of my kids is holding the, our dog. And, um, uh, so we wound up doing it and it's really cool because you could pick different charities that you wanted that money to go to the free store food bank. There was a you know, the National Freedom Center. There was a bunch of different things that you could select where that money was going to be donated to. Really cool thing. And I think they're filling up the, the south and north end zones uh, with these cutouts. So um, at the end of the day, if I can't be at a game, if I'm going to miss a home game physically, I will be there some way, shape, or form. So yeah, I figured I would, I figured I'd see you. Yeah, yeah. I, would tell people, I would tell people to go on the Bengals website. They've been the website and uh, their social media platforms. They did a really good job pushing it. And they make they make it very easy for you to, to do this too. So take advantage of it. It'd be a lot of fun. I'm thinking of doing it myself. Uh, by the way, you have to do it by, I think, Tuesday, yeah. um, September 1st to get it in. So I think I'm going to do it myself. So if any other fans are interested, check out that. Check out Bengal Jim's drive-in tailgate experience. Jim, thanks thanks for coming on and for the time, man. I said, uh, you know, 25 minutes or whatever, but we got chatting and uh, it's, been a, it's been a great episode. Seeing a lot of comments about people enjoying this episode in particular that you joined me. Um, I'm thankful for it. 
if you haven't yet, if you're watching our show and for some reason you do not watch Bengal Jim Sunday Night Football with him, James, and Jamie, and all kinds of great Bengals guests. By the way, tell tell those two guys hello for me as well, Jim. Um, go check that out. It's streamed on Facebook and YouTube, much like our show is, same kind of way. Uh, it's on Sunday evenings. They've got great guests. And, of course, um, Jim's got this this. Uh, drive-in tailgate experience that he wants you to be a part of. We're already seeing Jason Stoling saying, I already reserved my spot in our live chat, Jim. So, Well, Anthony, I, I want to, you know, before I get out of here, man, Anthony, I, you don't know what an, what an impact you made uh, with Bengal fans across the world uh, as well. I mean, when I get uh, Jamie, uh, who produces our show in Canada, I mean, for years, that's all he does when he walks out of the Bengal games. Uh, he's immediately tuning into you, Anthony, to get a <laughs> take on the Bengal games. So, it's important what you guys do, and we appreciate uh, everything you do, Anthony. I appreciate it, and um, you know, you guys are killing it like always, Jim. And you know, the more we can do this, you know, cross integration and, and synergy between what we're both doing, uh, I, I think uh, that'd be a good thing. And hopefully, we can get you get this driving tailgate filled up for you, um, be it through our show or your own promotion. So check that out, everybody. And um, thanks for coming on, Jim. Appreciate you, you taking the time. I know you're a busy guy, but uh, you know I wanted to promote what you're doing. We appreciate you. Thanks for everything, buddy. Take it easy. Yeah. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. And uh, we will see you Wednesday. If not then, then maybe Friday for Listener Questions Live. Thanks, Jim. We'll see you next time. Good day, guys.